And then, Brendan, what do you think his record is? I've seen six and seven. I oh. think he has one of the top four teams in the league. I just think uh, being a first-time IDP owner, he's going to make mistakes. Okay. He's going to miss out on trades. He's going to do kind of itty-bitty mistakes throughout the year. Brendan Damas? Should we, should we say Brendan Damas here? Welcome back, HFFL. We're on to uh, week 11, believe it or not. Insane. I've got Rich and Ryan here. Rich, how you doing tonight? I'm doing okay. Just okay today. Hey, that's that's kind of ominous, kind of sad. Yeah. Ryan, are you better than that? Uh, I'm better than that. I'm waiting for uh, Nuke to to poop on Matt a little bit tonight. You uh, recovered from from last week against Kellen? Uh, oh, that was close. I thought I was gonna do good. I I even told everyone two touchdowns and I'm gonna win this game. And then Thielen catches two touchdowns and I still lose. Yeah, that was that was a tough beat. Tough beat. All right, fellas, everybody's kind of we're kind of taking a beating here. Uh, so we'll go over the week 10 results. We're going to do our fab review, and then we'll break down week 11. Uh, we're going to quick go through the recent trades. Um, the first one we'll go through was between me and Ryan. Um, Ryan gave me Scott's 2021 third. I gave Ryan, Quinn and Williams, Derek Barnett, and my 2022 fourth. Um, nothing really to see here. Basically, as, as Rich put it well, uh, so I, spent, I spent $8 in fab on these two players, and then I used that $8 in fab to upgrade a pick of you know, and Ryan gets a couple DNs to help himself out here. So win-win there for us. Uh, the next trade, though, had a little bit of a, a, little bit of a result. Um, I got JPP and Will Lutz. Kickers are amazingly high-end assets from Rich for a 2021 Ryan third. 2020, or Rich got the 2021 Ryan third. 2022 Corey uh, 3.01, also known as the 2.15. Uh, stud kicker in Jason Sanders. Um, what do you think about this trade here, Ryan? Um, I mean, I think you get, you know, one of the top defensive ends this year, um, in the league and, you know, you add, you know, to your defense for two thirds, I think that's a win. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. And then, and then for rich, you know, he's, you know, kind of moved on from trying to win and, um, he's, you know, going to pick up two thirds and, you know, the kickers, they really don't matter obviously as Jimmy would say um but it, I think it's a win for both teams you know it's two-thirds for Rich and it, it's a player to compete and help Jimmy get some more points on defense and he actually won a game for him oh what are your thoughts here Rich yeah so my only other suitor for JPP had been Ryan and Ryan wasn't willing to pay more than a third um it was Scott's third actually the one he traded for Burnett and William well uh Williams so for me getting two-thirds for uh, you know a guy who I don't really see a whole lot of future use for me, you know, for next year. Um, that was great. I really didn't understand the Will Lutz and Jason Sanders trade. <laughs> like, I really would like to know, Jimmy, uh, you know, when you go through this trade, I w I'd like you to explain that. I don't know if it's just, you know, for the playoffs, he's in the dome the entire time or, you know, maybe has some better matchups against maybe some good red zone defensive teams. Um, but for me, I mean, I got, a, I got more picks than – what I thought I would get. But uh, so for me, I'm, I'm happy with the trade. Yeah. Um, so this, this actually ended up being what won me the week last week, like Ryan said. So um, Lutz scored 10, Sanders scored 14. Um, I did lose four points there, but uh, JPP scored 17.5. You know, so the, the total I, I would have had, had I had Jerry Hughes, who I picked up to start and uh, with Jason Sanders would have been 15.5. 
the total with JPP and Lutz was 27.5, so a 12.1 or 12 point difference there. Um, and I, I won, you know, by just about that amount. Had I not made the trade, I would have lost by 0.4. So I just want to point out that uh, he did just, you know, he said, is this, he said that uh, I was the only other suitor. I just want to point out that if I would have traded for JPP, uh, Rich was asking for my second. If I would have done that, I would have also won this past week. And we should also point out that Rich, if Rich not traded him, Rich would have won. <laughs> okay, so JPP turned three fortunes. Yeah. And then as far as the kickers, there was absolutely no logic, period, none. I just, <laughs> I literally was like, nah, dude, I will not do this trade if you don't trade kickers. And there was no reason other than I despise kickers so much that <laughs> we're, we're trading kickers or we're not doing this trade. So it was so great. <laughs> it was so great because – because literally, I think – let me look at the, the text here. When we were texting about the trade, what was it? I told you I wasn't coming off it without the kicker move. I was yeah, I, I was like, I don't understand. We both hate kickers. Like, why are we doing this? And you're like, I'm not doing it unless we trade kickers. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, fuck it. Kickers are dumb. Let's trade them. <laughs> I think I said something about it being the most important position on the field or some kind of bullshit like that. Yeah, no, I was dead serious. I was just being stupid and dicking around, having fun, and whatever. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> but on to the real trade here. Um, so, big one today. Sam gets Derek Carr and the 2021 and 2022 Mike second. Mike gets Russell Wilson. What are your thoughts here, Rich? Um, so, you know, uh, Mike tends to, you know – I don't know. I know he texts a little bit for advice, not really like full trade advice or anything like that. But every once in a while, him and I will just we'll, we'll shoot the shit about trades. And um, he let me in on, you know, uh, I bought that Dynasty trade calculator subscription and, and Mike and I share it. Okay. Um, and so like he'll like send stupid shit to me every once in a while, you know, like, hey, I'm going to give you fourth for Jared Goff. Right. And then I'll send him a picture back of the trade calculator, which shows you know, hey, that's dumb. Well, anyway, so he sent me a trade calculator, and it was uh, Russell Wilson and David Johnson. And then it just said Carr, a couple of seconds, and Antonio Gibson or something like that. And I was like, why would you want to trade Gibson? You just traded for him. I said, you know, two seconds and, and Carr, see if he'll do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> And then I went, you know, I worked, then I was working the rest of the day. I didn't see anything. Uh, a wife and I went and looked at a house tonight. And oh. then on the way back, uh, I got, uh, I seen the chat blowing up. And then I seen you text in the, in the me, me, you and Ryan chat about some trade. And so I looked it up and I went, that son of a bitch did it. <laughs> that son of a bitch did it. So uh, I think it's a vast uh undervaluing of Russell Wilson here I think Mike just absolutely stole him um I think last week you know two firsts and a second I think may have been fair market value especially for you know maybe not off-season Russell Wilson but uh approaching the trade deadline people who are in the playoffs right now need you know there's some people there that just aren't set at quarterback yet um there's two or three suitors I feel there was uh, an opportunity to shop Russell uh, other than saying, I'm looking to trade him and then taking kind of like the first offer. I'm also, you know, I, I finally caught up on group me when I came home and I'm a little disappointed in Jeff, you know, 
you got to put a little effort in, you know, like, so the first trade is a little out of your range. Don't take offense to it. Shoot them back a counter, right? Get on group me and you can direct message people on group me, you know, start, start chatting them up and seeing if you can make a deal. Don't be offended by somebody coming at you with something you think is ridiculous. But um, I feel that was a perfect landing spot for him. But what Mike has done now is just completely change the face of his team and really makes his lineup pretty scary with the Gibson and Russ ads. So um, I think it's a hell of a deal for Mike. What do you think, Ryan? Oh yeah. I mean, it's, I, my first reaction was what the hell just happened? And I think I texted you and uh, we're at, we have a group chat, me, Walt, um, Jimmy and Matt. And, uh, I think my exact words were what the fuck. Um, I, I just, I don't get it for, I don't get it for Sam. Um, if there's one person on your team that you build around, it's Russell Wilson. Um, he's been absolutely unbelievable this year. And I don't, I don't think it's like Lamar, you know, it was, there was a question, you know, it, can he, can he keep this up? I don't think so. Why? Because Lamar can't really throw, right? Like, he's not the best thrower. Sure, he's going to run, but there's defenses are going to play against that, and they're going to start to stop it. They always do. Um, Russell Wilson is not that guy. I mean, he can run. He can throw. He makes crazy plays, unbelievable things. And, and that's just the guy that you want to build around. So, I'm not – I don't get it for, for Sam. Um, so, I feel like – and that's what made me think of when Brendan said, you know, I gave Brendan a hard time for saying that too, you know, because he had just been – trade raped by Sam so much over the summer. Um, and then, you know, Sam does this. So I don't, I don't get it for him. Um, I think it's a freaking steal for Mike. I mean, it puts him right back into this playoff conversation. And if he wins this week, I mean, he could – honestly, he could make it. Yeah. And for me, um, you know, did you guys know that Russell Wilson leads the NFL in turnovers over the last month? No? I didn't no. either. But I'm not going anywhere with that. I just thought that was funny. I heard it. Uh, for me, <laughs> it, doesn't matter. It, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter, though, when you're scoring the kind of points Russ no. was scoring. You know, he could, he could turn it over twice that, and it's not going to affect his stat line. No. I if anything, it. it probably helps his stat line because they play close games. Right. It's the Jameis effect. Mm -hmm. So, for me, this is, a, this is a learning experience here for Sam. Uh, he, got, he got a little bit of razzing in the group chat. wasn't too bad. He's getting a little bit here from you guys. Nothing, nothing crazy, nothing – out of bounds by any means. But to me, this is a learning experience. He's got to see this. He's got to learn from this. So you have a guy, you know, the quarterback is a huge need across the league, Scott included, um, despite, you know, the moves that he's made. You know, if Scott adds a guy like Russell Wilson and Scott has the war chest of things that he could sell to get it, you know, or, you know, Jeff has just a treasure trove of draft picks. DK is ridiculous. And it's just like, oh, he's got all these things, you know, all these people that he's got to reach out to, you know, just – He's got to learn. He's got to learn to get on GroupMe. He's got to learn to, to talk to more than just one person. And then, you know, don't get used car salesmen. You know, and, and on the flip side, I got to give Mike credit. Um, Mike has been kind of a middling team in the HFFL. I was, didn't think to pull his record up, but he's just always in that, you know, six to nine win range. He never seems to really get over the hump. Um, he's just been that team. But this offseason, this year in particular, he has – not only gotten young, which I feel like Mike has had an old grandpa team for the last six years. He's gotten young, but he's gotten really good. Like 
he picks up, you know, DK, obviously, this offseason, picks up Gibson last week, adding an absolute stud like Russ. Like Ryan was saying, he's absolutely changed his team's fortune. And if he does manage to squeak his way into the playoffs, which, you know, he, he certainly has a shot of doing, uh, he's going to be very, very dangerous. So I'm actually really impressed with, with what Mike has done, you know, kind of kind of getting after Corey and, and Sam here a little bit. But, you know, if you're in the league, you're, you're in the league. So it doesn't matter whether you're, you're new to Dynasty or you're new to this. You know, this is just uh, something that Sam's got to learn from and, and, and grow and move forward to. So, so that's all I'm going to say there. Go I also want to say, like, it's a, it's a big deal when you get that, you know, number one wide receiver, you know, top kind of top five, top ten receiver in the league with a quarterback and you have them both. I mean, like when I was, when I had Nuke and Deshaun, like, you, you know, you were pumped when Nuke went away from Houston because, yep. you know, those double points that you get on a touchdown, like DK, you know, just got, and, you know, Mike just scored two touchdowns on one play, right? So it's a huge deal to have that. Yeah, and that's why I've, you know, for years been trying to get Tyreek from Greg and ultimately decided I just know it's not going to happen based on the decade worth of trying to get Julio before that. Um, so I went after McCall Hardman and, you know, I, I had I known I was going to have Mahomes, I probably never would have traded with Rich and, and gave Rich uh, Travis Kelsey. But, you know, I've never had that. So I can't imagine. I've never had a, a top five wide receiver with a top five quarterback. And that's definitely what Mike has going right now. And, and he's going to be a, a hell of an out. Like that play right there with to DK is just a, a total game swing for Mike. So it's crazy, crazy. Good, good for you, Mike. Sam, learn from this. Talk to everybody. Don't just settle. Don't get used car salesman. All right, game pick review here from last week. Uh, pick myself. I won again. Needed it. Had to have it for my lock. I'm up to four and six on my locks. Um, and then my upset, I picked Rich. And unfortunately, in another crazy contested coming down to stat correction Thursdays, Rich was not able to get it done for me. So I'm down oh, to four and six. Fuck <laughs> Uh, Ryan uh, picked Rich. He did the double dip. He went Rich for his lock and his upset. So tough look there for Ryan. Uh, dropped yeah. seven and three on both his lock and his upset. WBL, what baby love. Takes Scott, you know, really going out on a limb again there. Takes Scott, gets himself to eight and two with his locks. Uh, and he picks Kellen for his upset and gets a nice win there. Gets himself to five and five. And then Rich. Rich is picked Scott, correct? Yes, he picked Scott. He's up to four and two on his locks, and he picked himself as the upset, taking another tough L there, and he's down to three and three. So on to our week 10 matchups. Rich versus, uh, Ryan versus Kellen, excuse me. Rich, you are up. Oh, yeah, uh, sorry. I, I was just, I was just uh, wallowing in sorrow over here about how poorly I let everybody down in the picks this week. So anyways, um, okay. So Ryan versus Kellen. So this one surprised me a bit, especially uh, considering Kellen rolled with Tua. Um, it's funny because both teams left higher scoring quarterbacks on their bench this week. Um, but Tua, you know, wasn't bad. He's coming along. They're not really giving him a whole lot of chances to throw the ball, but uh, you know, I think they're bringing him along, you know, slowly as he needs to be. Um, but uh, you know, that two headed monster this week of Jacobs and Chubb from Kellen, uh, they combined for 52 points versus Ryan's stellar group of uh, Geo and McKinnon for 12. Um, you know, and then with that combined with zero points from Ryan's tight end, as well as severely below average D line play, which I think are three positions we've talked about uh, in the trade episode last week um, of positions of need for Ryan, um, if he's planning to, to compete for a title. Um, but uh, I think, 
<clears throat> this uh, this was a good win for Kellen. Um, uh, you know, it was you know above average scoring by both teams, but you know it's really hard to overcome that fifty-one point total at running back serve uh, by Kellen. Yeah. Uh, Walt versus Jim. What do you got here, Ryan? Um, well, I predicted this correctly in that Jimmy's wide receiver and running back that scored the most points were on his bench. Um, <laughs> so week. it happened again. Uh, game was, I mean, much closer than it needed to be. Walt's efficiency was 93 last week and yours was under 85. Um, and so in reality, Walt was, I mean, Walt was never going to win that game. Um, it just didn't have enough to compete, uh, unless your guys really had a down week. So you got the job done. Um, the shade needed a win and now they really need to win against Mike this week. Oh, Nuke almost made a crazy catch. Yeah, he did. Uh, very, very tough spot too, to be against the, uh, the new look Mike when you're in a must win spot. Very, very tough look. Uh, next matchup, <clears throat> Greg versus Rich. It's just unreal here. Unreal. Rich has now been in seven games decided by eight points or less. Seven of the 10, four of those games have been decided by two or less. Um, it just, it's, it's insane to me. It's insane to me that he keeps coming up on the wrong end of these. At some point you would think there's gotta be some positive regression for the guy. You know, he's sitting at three and seven, uh, you know, he's still mathematically alive. Sure. But you know, he's going to, he's no dead in the water. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of, he's got to lose a lot of games. Fantasy gods are against me this year, man. I'm, I just can't get it to happen. I just I keep running into the guys who are scoring points, and if they're not scoring a whole lot, they're scoring just enough. So, and that's that's it. You know, that's the thing too. Like you're, it's not like you're putting out 120, 130 point weeks. You know, Rich has the second highest point floor in the whole league at 152. So, he's he's putting up points. He's just getting out outscored, outgunned. Um, for Greg. <clears throat> he's on stat correction uh, bridge jumper alert for the second week in a row, uh, but he, he gets his win here. He gets to 162 points for the ninth time, seventh game in a row there for him. Um, you know, so again, that, that point floor continues to keep him in every game. Uh, he is the sixth seed right now. He's at six and four, uh, you know, and, and Kyler right now is, is the QB one. He somehow already has 10 rushing touchdowns, which is just crazy to me. Uh, Deandre Swift kind of broke out last week. He really looks electric. Um, as uh, Borat would say, very excited for us Lions fans. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how we ruin this guy's career. Uh, and then you get Roquan takes over the lead as the linebacker one. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's things are looking up a little bit here for Greg. He's got a legitimate shot to, to hold on and, and make himself uh, to get into the playoffs. And I believe the year that Greg won the title against me, he was the sixth seed. So he's been here before, folks. He's done this before. Uh, so Brendan versus Scott, what do you got here, Rich? Yeah, so Scott comes out and drops his worst scoring uh, of the week since week four when he scored 160 points. Um, and it, it really doesn't matter because Brennan said, uh, here, hold my beer and put up one of the poorest performances in the league, a whole 129 points. Um, since since uh, He is week- who I thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> Since the week 10 mark, uh, I wanted to take a look at Brendan's team and, and how he started um, versus how he is now. Uh, I think you know, there's two key areas here, Josh Allen and, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who I think have really let him down, um, and the numbers show it. Right? I mean, even though he's 6-4, he's and four, 
he's went, you know, the first half, the first 10 games, he's went three and two and he's went three and two in the second half, but it's a tale of two, tale of two cities here. He was averaging 187 points per week through the first five weeks, a real hot start. He got a couple of bad breaks, one low scoring week, and that resulted in his three and two record. But now the, the script is kind of flipped in the next five games. The schedule just seems to have worked out for him because he's only averaging 157 points over the last five weeks. He's still three and two, but he was able to come up lucky with 155 point win over Ryan, 166 point win over Kobe. Um, so this is a team that's just completely going in the wrong direction, needs to find a way to get more points in the lineup. But honestly, I mean, I don't, I don't really think we felt, you know, he really even had a chance even with Scott only putting up 160 this week. Um, but Brennan needs to figure something out if he wants to try to compete and stay in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ryan, we're on to Julian versus Mike. Yeah, Mike wins by 20. Um, and as I was talking about efficiency with your game, Mike was only 79%. That's awful. Um, and he still wins by 20. You know, he, this is another game. Like, he was going to win whichever way you looked at it. Like, Julian could have put his best team on the field, and he almost did. Um, and he still lost. Um, so if, if Mike starts all the right guys, his team starts to look more impressive. And I wrote this down before he added Russell Wilson to his team. Um, so obviously he needs, he needs to win to make a sh get a shot at the playoffs. And if he gets into the playoffs, he can make some noise here. Yeah, I, I, uh, I feel like you're talking to my soul with the efficiency there with my 81% uh, on the season. So be easy there, buddy. <laughs> Next matchup, Corey, Corey versus Jeff. Uh, Jeff kind of showed his vulnerable side this week. He only got to 150. It's his lowest score of the year. Um, and his, uh, his weakness reared its ugly head. He only got 14 points combined from his QB and his tight end. Uh, he's still dead last in scoring at both of those positions, despite Russell Wilson going for a nice little discount tonight and Jeff not even getting in there to, to discuss it. Um, I just don't think Jeff can win a title with this group, which stinks. You know, it, it stinks. You know, I, I, I agree with Rich. You know, he should, he's got to spend some of these assets to get, to get that spot figured out, especially quarterback, like tight end. You know, I, I firmly believe you got to have one, but you know, quarterback is proven. We know you have to have one. So, and he's a legitimate top three team, you know, he's top three in points for potential points, all play, you know, both power rankings. He's a legitimate top three team, you know, but where there's weeks where he gets uh, sub 30 from Galvin and Devonte Adams, he's, he's in trouble and he's, his defense is not good enough to, to buoy him, you know, he's a bottom half unit in defensive line and, and right there at the cut or at that halfway point at, in defensive back. So it's not like he's just putting out these, these studs, you know, he's, he think he's like fifth at linebacker as well. So it's not like he's out there just being carried by his defense. You know, he's, he's being carried by Galvin and Devonte Adams. And if they don't do it, he's not going to win. So uh, Jeff, get out there, man, make a move. Uh, Corey, I'll give you credit. He, he gave a, a valiant effort. You know, the hindsight being 2020, if he had started Keelan Cole, he would have been able to steal one here, um, which would have been amazing. But, you know, unfortunately wasn't able to get that done. Uh, last matchup from last week, Sam versus Kobe. Rich, you're up. Shh. I just put the babies to bed after this pillow fight of a game. You know, I didn't really realize – how bad this game was until I was writing my notes. I mean, 152 to 111, 273 points total scored. 
I mean, was anybody paying attention to this game? I know I wasn't. I mean, sure, Sam had a lot of guys on by. Doesn't matter. You should still be able to score over 111 points. Every team would have beaten Dave's team even if he got to play everybody that he rosters. He scored 144 points if he played every single person he rostered. The only teams that would have beat him, or he would not have beat, were Corey and Brennan. So you're trading Russell Wilson. Maybe this is what threw you over the edge to take what you can get, because I can understand how frustrating that would be. Because that 111 points was a 93% efficient roster. That hurts. So this was a pillow fight. This is your lullaby. Your season's over. We'll see you next year. That was great. Oh, oh my God. goodness. I like All that. Right. <laughs> All right, on to the, on to the quick reviews here. Uh, current playoff seeding, Scott and Jeff uh, maintain the one and two seeds with the bye there. Kellen is still the three. Um, I've moved up to the four. Ryan is the five seed, and Greg is hanging on to that six seed. Um, and then the 2021 top five, Corey still has 1.01. Walt has, or excuse me, yeah, Walt's team is the 1.02. pick is owned by Kobe. Kobe's team is the 1.03. That pick is owned by Greg. Brendan's team is the 1.04. That pick is owned by Corey. And Sam's team is the 1.05 after that pillow fight and lullaby he just had. That pick is also owned by Corey. Uh, so Corey currently has three of the top five, and he also has the 1.07 with Mike's pick. All right, on to the fab review. Uh, what was your favorite ad this week, Ryan? I'm still laughing at that. Um, <laughs> my favorite ad was Salvin Ahmad. I don't really know how to say his name, Ahmed, um, to Kobe. Um, and this is my favorite just because he – now has that Miami backfield. Like, no matter who it ends up being, um, he has the guy. So, it's a young player. He could possibly take the job. I mean, no one's been great in Miami in that backfield. You know, he, he had a pretty good game, decent week. Not great, but decent. Like, I think it was like four yards carry or something like that. Um, so, Kobe got him in case he needed – and in case he takes that job. Um, I, I also have a second favorite when – I wrote this before this trade was made. Um, but my second favorite ad was Harrison Butker to Dave's team for $2. Now, don't get me wrong. He overspent, um, but he is alive, so that's always good. Rich, what do you got here? Uh, I got Salman Ahmed. Um, 18 bucks to Kobe. I, you know, I actually watched the game, this game a good amount uh, last week, checking in on my boy Tua and seeing how he's handling the NFL and making sure he stays healthy. Um, but Ahmed looked impressive. Uh, he showed patience. He showed good burst. Now, this time of the year, it's hard to tell if that's just because he's got the freshest legs or if he actually has, you know, some talent. But honestly, he showed some promise, showed some good burst, and obviously it made Miami feel good enough about him to cut Jordan Howard. So uh, he's getting the touches uh, this time of year. 18 bucks is a lot of fab, but great ad. Yeah, and that, that was mine as well, um, Ahmed. And the, to me, it was totally just like Ryan said, Matt avoiding the situation where he has everyone in the backfield except for the guy who hits. And I don't know that it'll be Ahmed, but we also didn't know it would be James Robinson. 
and Matt had every single Jacksonville running back except for James Robinson. So uh, I like that he covered his bases there and made sure that he didn't have to go through that again. Uh, least favorite ad, Rich? Kicker, two bucks. Dumb. Ryan? <laughs> least favorite. Uh, Divine Zigbo, your guy. Um, I don't have a huge problem with it, really. I mean, there just wasn't really that much there that I didn't like, um, especially. Um, and so, I don't know. Is he the backup there? Like, I don't really know who he – you know, I know the name, but I don't really know who he is. So, if he – sense to have him. case. Uh, but other than that, I just don't really like to pick up. I mean, for me, it was the kicker. Harrison Butker for two. Kickers are dumb. Uh, biggest overspend here, Rich, what do you got? Honestly, I didn't see any overspends this week. Uh, nice job with the fab this week, guys. Ryan? So my biggest overspend was Harrison Butker for two. Um, you only need to spend one on the kicker. Uh, mine was also Harrison Butker because kickers are dumb. Uh, we need to get rid of kickers. <laughs> we need to replace it with an offensive flex spot and just be done with it. Or make them zero, $0 fab for all kickers. <laughs> just be in the league. They're just stupid. Biggest value, Ryan? Biggest value, I got uh, – man, I keep pitching, picking Rich in this fab stuff. So, I got A.J. Klein for a dollar. Anytime you get a linebacker for a dollar who scored 40 points in two weeks, I think you got value. Yeah, I definitely understand that. Rich? So, I got Alex Smith here um, to Corey for two bucks. Uh, he's starting right now. And with a, quite a few playoff teams that, that need QB help, I don't understand why he just went for two bucks and somebody didn't that needs him that's competing right now didn't just snag him and play that lottery ticket. Yeah. Um, and then for me, hold on one second. For me, it was Jordan Reed. Um, tight end is a gross, hot mess this year. Um, but he's got opportunity. If he can stay healthy, you know, he's at a position where five catches for 60 yards is probably going to put you in the top five, top seven every single week. So, to me, that was the, the best pickup of the week there, or biggest value, I should say. Uh, week 11 matchups. Kobe versus Ryan. Rich, you're up. Yeah, so I, don't, I honestly don't think I can trust Ryan's team until he addresses some of the glaring holes in his lineup, um, like, like really addressing them, like looking at it and like, like really saying, I need to go out and get these things. Um, but I actually I like Green Bay's matchups, which Kobe relies heavily on in his offense. Uh, I know the Colts have been tough from a fantasy basis, but um, I think they played a lot of bad teams this year, which are kind of inflating their fantasy football defensive rankings. Um, I like Kobe's wide receivers. I think his D-line is better as well. Um, overall, I think Kobe's team looks better this week, has better matchups, so I'm going upset of the week, and I'm going with Kobe. Ooh. Ryan, what do you think here? Uh, yeah, running backs out for my team again. Um... And it's a very important game for the playoffs. So um, it would make Co it would absolutely make Kobe's day if he spoiled my playoff chances and knocked me out of there. Um, it's going to be a close matchup, but without with the starters out, um, you know the starters in real life uh, for some teams out, like you know tonight again with the uh, Seahawks. I have Carlos Hyde actually starting in the game. So um, with some starters out again and and my guys playing, I think that. I still make it happen. Kobe's been really bad the last few weeks, so I, I think my team still wins. And then for me, um, Ryan's uh, wide receivers are playing incredible right now. Uh, T. Higgins, weeks three through 11, 
uh, well, this week, obviously, he's the wide receiver 11. Uh, that's just – he's breaking out, you know, in that offense with, with Joe Burrow there. So I really like the way his wide receivers are playing as a whole. Obviously, he's getting a ton out of New Hopkins and Adam Thielen kind of as expected there. Um, he's getting a lot from his linebackers. I do think they can be a little better. Uh, Schobert most specifically. Oh, my God, DK. Schobert most specifically is not living up to, you know, what he had been in years past. Um, but I don't, I don't think it's, it's over necessarily for him. I don't think he's just now like a 9 to 10 point per game guy. Um, I think he'll be better down the stretch here for Ryan. Obviously, he's got Swagner there. Quan Alexander, first game with New Orleans, gets 61% of the snaps. Um, I think that'll only go up. So I, I like Ryan's linebackers. I literally like his, his point floor this week, despite not having CMC and Poyer. Um, now, while Kobe's still mathematically alive, you know, his wide receivers, except for Julio, are, are really kind of trash. Um, he's just kind of Jekyll and Hyde. You know, he's bouncing between the 170-plus weeks and then the sub-145 weeks. So I don't really know which Matt team is going to show up, and I need to catch up in these rankings. So, Ryan, I, I got to go with you here. You got to – you got to come through for me this week. I want to pick you, Matt, but I just can't. But I, I am 100% rooting for Matt. Jim versus Rich. Ryan, what do you got here? Uh, Jim versus Rich. This to me, this game is very interesting, um, mainly because you know you're not going to know who the winner is going to be until, like, Monday night. Um, Thursday Rich morning. Stays in, Rich literally stays in every single game, so I can't expect this to be any different than any other week. Um, I do expect it to be really close, but I do like the snowmen with Pat Mahomes back um, in the lineup this week. The snowmen are going to get the win. Uh, Rich, what are your thoughts here? I give up. Who cares? There's no way I can win this game unless I sell my soul. You know, like, you know, this week is one of those weeks I score 200 and Jimmy scores 232 or 222 or whatever it is, you know, last minute Monday night football bullshit. Matchups are meaningless. Jimmy's team is better. I'm picking Jimmy. I mean, I'm, I got I to gotta keep this lock of the week thing going. It's just worked two weeks in a row. I, I have to have this win. The playoffs are too tight. Um, I do not want to be out, so I'm going to pick myself. Lock Ooh, the jinx. It could be. It could be the, the jinx. jinx. It could be the jinx. Two weeks in a row, it's worked out. Um, I have no idea what I'm going to do at running back. I, I ended up not starting Chase Edmonds tonight um, just to give myself some time to think it over. Right now I have a ton of Monday night guys, so that way when uh, I'm freaking out the whole day on Monday because I need like 100 points from five players and the next thing you know it's down to a two-point game at the end because you're playing rich and you just know it's going to be an eight-point contest no matter what, but got to have it. So it's worked for me before. Let's keep going. Roll the dice. Got to have it. Julian versus Scott. Rich, what do you got here? So I, I got this game being a lot closer than people think it might be, actually. Uh, both QBs suck. Um, both backfields can absolutely ball out, but Scott gets the edge, I think, here with receiver. Um, both defenses are going to be close in production this week, uh, but just because I think it's going to be close doesn't mean I, I don't think Scott wins um, fairly handily. Um, it's going to be close, but, you know, I'm talking maybe like a 10-point game here. Uh, but I, I really think Scott's wide receiver and DB core is just going to continue to carry him, um, and I think he also gets Bosa back this week, so – uh, it's going to be a nice boost to his lineup. So I'm going Scott. Ryan? Uh, yeah, I don't think I have to say much about this game. Scott's team, you know, despite looking pretty beatable last week, um, he's just dominant. Uh, he would have lost to a few teams last week, including the River Rats. But uh, I just don't expect that to happen this week. So, you know, Kamar's win. 
And then for me, you know, I, <clears throat> I get myself excited. Every single time I look at Julian's team, I always think, oh, my God, he's got all these guys. He's got Derrick Henry, he's got Mike Evans, you know, he's got all these guys, Cam, you know. And it just – every single time I think that he's going to be in a game or make a game close, it just, it just bites me. So I'm, I'm going to go Scott Big, Scott by 30-plus, because I, looking at it, think that Julian, you know, can at least keep himself in the game. So Scott's probably just going to blow him out. So Scott Big. Jeff versus Greg. Ryan, what do you got here? Jeff versus Greg. Um, I This for me is, I mean, uh, Jeff's team is really good. I know that he also looked pretty beatable last week. Um, Greg, every time I pick against him, he wins. So it, it's pretty – Decent matchup, I guess. Um, I I just have to go. I have to go with Jeff here. I think he just has a little bit too much for for Greg. Even though Greg, you know, with Kyler Murray, who's actually not playing that great today, and actually was just a little bang, banged up. But I got to go with Jeff. You know, Delvin Cook against Dallas this week, and and Devonte against India. I think he wins. Rich. Yeah, so Jeff has to start Andy Dalton this week, puke. Uh, and, and for a mere, mere first-round pick maybe and, and, you know, some other later-round picks, he could have had Russell Wilson. Fucking damn shame. But uh, now he's stuck with what he has. You know, sure, there's some other people he might be able to go out and get, but they're, they're, they don't hold a candle to, to Russell Wilson. Um, yeah, they'll cost him less, but I don't know if it's going to be enough. Um, he really missed his chance there. But, uh, yeah, honestly, I had a hard time picking this game. Um, Greg's QB is better, obviously. Uh, Kyler with the matchup against Seattle and how bad Seattle's pass defense has been. Um, Swift is starting to come on strong. Tyreek coming off a bye. Um, but you look over and you look at Devontae Adams and Dalvin Cook and, you know, uh, last the first two weeks I think that, that Jeff had him in his lineup, you're like, holy crap, I think – the last couple of weeks, they're starting to come down to earth a little bit. Um, they do have some really good matchups, though. I think, you know, Green Bay versus Indy is a good matchup, and then Minnesota versus Dallas is a good matchup. Um, but honestly, I, I don't think everywhere else on Jeff's team this week just is kind of unimpressive and doesn't really have that kind of – that boom, you know. I can, I can see a lot of his players scoring 10 or under, um, and I think I – think Greg delivers a W here and uh, keeps the dream alive, keeps pushing into the playoffs and, and uh, puts another, puts a little chink in the armor of the trash trunk uh, and gets the W. So I'm going with Greg. I love it. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Like Rich said, starting Andy Dalton uh, and then maybe even worse than that, you know, starting Frank Gore currently uh, that's, Oh man, that's bad. That's just real, real sad, real bad. I just can't, uh, I look at these teams, and, and Greg, I've been touting him as the point floor team all year. Um, and, and despite, you know, the, the matchup, like Rich was saying, you know, Indy is, is a tough matchup on paper. You know, it'll be very interesting to see if they can stand up to, you know, the NFC leading uh, Green Bay Packers here at the moment. But I, I'm going to go Greg as well here with my upset of the week. Um, I just think the, the real emergence of DeAndre Swift, um, I think Kyler will get it going here. Corey Davis has been silently having a decent year. Um, nice little solid wide receiver three in our league. You know, Tyreek off a bye versus the Raiders. You know, I, especially since the Raiders 
beat Kansas City last time they played. Um, I think uh, old Andy is going to put it on him. I think he's going to put him on him, send a little message. So Tyreek's going to have a big day. Big day. Two touchdowns. I'm going to call it for Tyreek, and I, I think Greg's going to win this game. Uh, moving on, Mike versus Walt. Rich, what do you got here? Yeah, so this is my game of the week. Two five and five teams jockeying for position here, trying to make the playoffs. Uh, we've been saying it for a while. Uh, I think Walt is in desperate need to get points in his lineup, potential points, or you know, just points on his team. Um, ever since you know CD took a really big hit, and you know his uh, running backs have he just hasn't been able to find the right combination. Um, you know, Mike goes out and deals for Antonio Gibson and Russell Wilson and just completely changes the face of his team. Um, he now has an elite quarterback, a very, very good backfield with Connor and, and Gibson, um, which pairs well with DK and Mike T now starting to come back from injury and starting to perform. Um, he will have Jameis throwing him the ball, which I think might actually be a good thing because he can throw the ball more than eight yards. Um, and you pair that with, one, you know, one of the top-tier DB squads in the league right now. Um, Mike is a very formidable team. Um, I think maybe more formidable than, than Walt's team is. Um, uh, and honestly, he's found a way to keep himself alive long enough to make these moves and make it make sense. Uh, I think Ertz is practicing now. You know, if he can come back and, and contribute half of what he was, you know, the last couple of years – that's going to give a huge boost to Mike's team too. Um, I don't think he's starting him this week, but you know, going forward, um, that being said, you know, like I said, Walt still has a good team. Um, but I just think with these moves and with these ads, Mike's team is better. Walt's team has been trending the other way. Uh, so I'm going to go with Mike this week in the game of the week. Ryan, what do you got here? Um, yeah, based on standings and, you know, when you look at a game, you know, being just a, a big game in the season over the course of a season. This is also my game of the week. Uh, the loser's probably out of the playoffs for good. Um, the winner is one step closer to trying to make a run in those playoffs. Uh, this disappointing team um, making a run uh, in Mike and a surprise team who's on a two game slide now in Walt. Uh, it could be a pretty tight matchup. And I did, I did, you know, make these notes before he had Russell Wilson. So, uh, could be a tight one. Um, but I just think the Grammaticas have better matchups. Um, and, and his, his defense is just better. I just think that that that's going to be too much. And, and he gets this done. They win their fourth in a row. Yeah. And then for me, um, Mike, just really not not enough has been said. I mean, we've said a ton about it, but we just need to continue to reiterate the way he has totally transformed his team this year and gone from just, you know, sleepy team, aging team that's always kind of got just like a point floor team, kind of like Greg. Um, he's young. He's explosive. Uh, his team is, is a very tough, very good-looking team. Um, and Mike is one of those guys who's always been kind of able to cobble together an IDP that is always pretty uh, – Pretty, pretty tough, pretty startable, or pretty comparable to league's best. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go Mike here, and I, I think he's going to bury Walt into a mattress here. I think it's going to be CMU versus Western, a uh, little uh, like uh, Mike Hill House the other night. So I think Walt's in trouble. This is going to really do it. This is going to end it for Walt. His points are just – he's just way, way too low um, in, in points four, and, and Mike already has more than him going into this game. Um, so I'm going to go Mike uh, in a mattress burying here. Kellen versus Sam, Ryan, what do you got here? Um, 
I've liked Sam all year long. He's let me down all year long. Now he doesn't have Russell Wilson. Um, in spite of all of that, this is the week he wins. Um, in the upset of the week, Dave's team takes down the Irish Tigers, stirs the playoff pot just a little bit. Um, he did. He did make a pickup now and a trade, so we know he's alive. He he text he messaged us in the chat, so all is well in Sam's world for the next three weeks. I'm guessing we won't hear from him again. Uh, so, um, please. Also, I I looked at um, Kellen's bench today I looked at Kellen's starting lineup and Cooper Cup was on the bench and I was like dude that guy deserves to lose if he's gonna bench Cooper Cup <laughs> I like that analysis that's great Rich what do you got here yeah I don't I don't know what how many of those uh Fruitopia beers um you've had there Ryan but uh <laughs> Um, this is my lock of the week, and I'm going opposite. I'm going Kellen here. So my lock versus your upset. Um, let's go. Uh, I think, you know, Kellen has Chubb back, pairs with Jacobs. I think, you know, you got a little taste of that last week, and maybe you're a little bitter about it, which is why you're going mm. Sam here. Um, but uh, it makes Kellen extremely hard to beat. Uh, I think, you know, Claypool's, you know, been sleeping a little bit. He's ready to break out this week against Jacksonville. Um, and you know, with, with Sam's team, it's, it's, you know, no Russie now Zeke is down. There's talks about, you know, him getting cut traded. He's getting outperformed by Pollard per touch. Um, I just don't think this is much of a match here. I think, you know, as, as, uh, as Jimmy said, you know, this is, this is due for another, you know, a fucking mattress burying. It's like fucking, shower rape scene's gonna happen here it's 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 just kellen all day long just absolute demolish dave's team so for me um sam is is like julian he's the team that every single week i look at i'm like man this team's good this team's good he's got a shot he's gonna do it i'm just not i'm not falling for it again um, and I had made that decision before uh, he traded for Derek Elite Carr. So I just – I think Kellen's going to run away with this. Um, I, I agree with you, Rich. I think this is going to be going to be a big win here for Kellen um, and, and really probably solidifying himself um, as a playoff team with it. You know, he, he would go with a win here to eight and three with two to go. You know, that's it. I think he locks it up. So Kellen, Kellen big here. And then the last matchup, Corey versus Brendan. Rich, what do you got here? So this game is actually going to be close this week, I think, um, even though Corey went out. Uh, uh, even, uh, this is going to be close this week, even though Corey went out and found himself a starting running back, which is going to hurt his uh, potential points. Um, and Kalen Ballage, who's practice squad to starter, uh, which is <laughs> fucking unheard of. Anyways, um, so uh, I think Brennan has enough this week to win. But I don't know. I think this may be another one of those uh, pillow fight specials here. I don't know if the total points in this game get over 280, honestly. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, I, you know, I said I'm never going to pick Corey again, and I'm sticking to it, so I'm going Brennan. Ryan? Um, I didn't want to p- pick a game that, you know, for lock of the week that uh, was going to be not close. So I thought I'd make this my lock of the week, even though it's Corey. I feel like it makes sense. Um, I mean, honestly, what's, what's easier P 
picking Scott as the lock of the week or picking against Corey. I don't, honestly, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so I think Brendan gets Ridley back this week uh, if he plays. Uh, I think I think that he does enough to win um, and maintains a chance to reach the playoffs, even even with that low points per game. Yeah, for, I, I wanted to pick Corey. I'm not going to lie. I tried to create the narrative to to make it happen. Oh, you know, Michael Pittman had a big game last week. You know, maybe Jair Alexander's out on Green Bay. You know, Keelan Cole maybe back-to-back. Maybe this is finally the Mike Gusecki week. I just I just couldn't do it. I tried. I tried, Corey. I'm sorry. want to pick you. If there's ever a chance where you're in it, it's definitely this week. I do think you're going to be in it. Um, I like to look at the, the fantasy pros projections just because they're kind of fun. Um, it does have Corey losing by 17, but you know, I think it'll be a little closer than that. You know, it's currently fantasy pros currently thinks it'll be 141 to 124. Um, I think it'll be, you know, in that 10 to 12 point range. Um, and I think Corey has a shot, but I think Brendan wins. I think he is losing ground in the point battle. Um, he was already behind Walt and uh, Mike coming into this game but he will have the record advantage over them. Um, so Brendan is in an absolute must-win spot if he wants to, to keep himself in the playoff race. And let's be real, I, I said this for myself a couple weeks ago, if I can't, can't beat Corey, you don't deserve to be in the playoffs. So Brendan's just got to get it done. And that is it for us, fellas. That is the whole sheet here. So I appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, we have Kellen's Corner, and Mike's got his little think with your dipstick coming here so uh i'm sure walt will be putting out his little new little saturday thing i think he just likes a little attention i think he likes to be on his on his island there on saturday so i like it it's good listen so thanks again rich thanks again ryan appreciate having you guys on here and uh we'll talk to you guys next week see you guys yeah Yeah, see y'all later go jedi think with your dipstick jackass hffl we really gotta think about who our commissioner is let me read to you some things in text that he had over the last week before making a trade. We'll start with Rich. Honestly, I don't care, because fuck a guy who gets a paycheck for field goals, but Lutz doesn't miss. Jimmy, sorry bruh, I value kickers too much to do this deal any differently. Rich, you hate kickers, same as me. What's going on here? The two guys who hate kickers can't trade kickers. Jimmy, deal's a deal. So he just said he wouldn't pull off a trade unless they traded kickers. This is the guy that can't stand kickers and wants them removed. What's going on here? Think with your dipstick, Jimmy. I say we overthrow this ass clown and figure out a new commissioner and maybe kick him out of his own league. Think with your dipstick, jackass. Hey, what's up, HFFLers? Vacation mode Kellen here. Had nine and a half vacation days to burn before the end of the year. And uh, Steve Carell confirmed for us years ago, if you don't use it, you lose it. So today and tomorrow are staycation days for the Fire Up Irish Tigers. Might as well be a bye week. We're resting up, getting fresh legs. 
with all this downtime, though, we might as well spend some money on some bets since we're enjoying ourselves. First, let's recap last week. Once again, I had a week right around 500, but this time uh, I was on the wrong side of it and went 2-3 and three on the week. We can recover, but not great. Bet number one last week uh, was a master's bet. I made five separate bets. The thing that turned out for me was I bet on the number one golfer in the world, and it paid off at Augusta, and he finished up with a laughable score of 20 under par after 72 holes. An incredible performance where he took advantage of some pretty soft conditions. Um, Since I made four total golf picks, I made them just $25 each. The one that hit, Dustin Johnson, plus 800. 25 bucks at plus 800 pays out 225. We'll bankroll that one with a smile on our face. Way to go, DJ. Bet number two, when will I learn? I even said in my intro last week that I had to stop doing this. I took the Houston money line against Cleveland when Houston wasn't even favored. Uh, it's been my downfall all year, right? and hurricane force winds in the town known as the mistake on the lake during this game didn't help things. Nevertheless, it's a loss. We're moving on. I hope I learned my lesson. I probably won't. Bet number three for the week, the Lions came through again when you bet against them. The Lions win by three. The line was four and a half. Washington covers. I win. I had Faitham in the whole way. Big field goal at the end of the game by one Matt Prater as well. The Irish Tigers needed every point they could get last week, and that one definitely helped. Uh, So this game worked out perfectly for me. Bet number four, I loved this bet. Uh, It was a fun one. Unfortunately, it didn't hit. It would have been a lot more fun if it did hit, but it was the bet for Tampa Bay to both score for score first and win um the bucks punted in 2020 uh, a punt can really kill you so uh they scored on their second drive of the game rather than the first and that cost me uh carolina scored first already that's a loss um 50 of a bet so the tampa bay bucks won 50 of a bet just isn't good enough so i'll take that l Side note, I wrote this down. Uh, I was straight up cringing last week listening to the pod. Uh, I said the juice on that bet for Tampa Bay to both score first and win was plus 1,600. That would have been pure insanity. What I meant to say was it was plus 116. So uh, that's just further proof. They can't just read it. You have to really read it. I hope you all really take that into consideration. It's very important. Uh, My final bet, uh, uh uh-oh, two-week losing streak on Monday Night Football. I hated this game to begin with, so I can't say I'm surprised. Needed the Bears to cover a three-point spread at home, and they lost by six. What a brutal offense the Windy City is trotting out there. Uh, I shouldn't say that, I guess. It's a brutal brutal quarterback play that's holding this offense, and this team is a hole down. What an absolute waste of Khalil Mack, of Allen Robinson, of Akeem Hicks. I could go on for a while. There's talent on this team, and it's just being thrown away because of the quarterback play. Um, so I guess I'll just stop there. But, uh, hey, remember when they traded up for Trubisky when they could have had Mahomes? <laughs> Yikes. Uh, anyways, 
New week, new me. We're starting fresh here. I'm uh, very glad that I recorded on Thursdays because I would have uh, told y'all to hammer the chips last night. So I saved myself some money there. What a disappointing like second, third, and fourth quarter from the Chippewas. Uh, that was ugly. We'll get them next year, maybe. Um, but hey, pitter-patter, let's get at her. Pick number one for week 11. We got Thursday Night Football, the game that, uh, as I'm recording, at 8, uh, 8.19 p.m. now. Uh, game just about to kick off. Uh, the Seahawks and Cardinals play tonight in the Battle of the Birds. It's an over-under of 56.5. Tied with Kansas City and Vegas for the highest over-under of the week. Uh, and I'm taking the over here for three reasons. One, DraftKings tells me that this is a matchup of the 32nd-ranked defense against wide receivers in Seattle and the 27th-ranked defense against wide receivers in Arizona. And I love those green numbers when I'm filling out a DraftKings lineup. I think both teams score early. I think they score often. And I think they score fast. And it rains points. Reason number two, this game showcases two MVP front runners at quarterback that produce even in games that us degenerates aren't salivating over. Reason number three, I'm on vacation and I want maximum entertainment, so bring on the points. The juice on that bet is minus 108 for the over 56 and a half. Pick number two, Packers at Colts, a battle between two division leaders. I still can't take the Colts seriously. It was a week uh, one game, but they lost to the Jaguars. Then they lost to the Browns just about a month ago. I don't think they're in the same league as Aaron Rodgers and the Pack. Sure, the Pack are on the road here, but they're getting two and a half points in this game at minus 110 juice. Uh, I'm very confident about this one. So I'm moving the line, which the Barstool app allows me to do. Um, I'm moving the line from Packers plus two and a half to Packers minus one to get my juice to plus 118. I love this bar stool app. The fact that I'm so confident about this probably means the Colts are going to win by 10, but let's go. Let's go, Pack. I, I love this bet, so prove me wrong, Colts. I don't believe in you, Phillip Rivers. Uh, pick number three, Chiefs at Raiders. Uh, I really, really wish there was a uh, one of the options for this game for the Chiefs to score first and win for this game, but it's not offered, at, at least right now. Sorry, I had to take a quick little, little sip-ski there. Um, so the bet here is Chiefs minus eight. The Chiefs are fresh off their bye week. Andy Reid is 24-5 and all-time as a head coach in the games following his bye week. So hammer that money line too, people. But also keep in mind, the entire Raiders defense, uh, almost, almost the entire Raiders defense has been on COVID restrictions all week, meaning they have not been able to practice. Patrick Mahomes is better than you. Patrick Mahomes has better weapons than you. Patrick Mahomes is smarter than you. Vegas's only shot was to out-prepare Patrick Mahomes. And that simply will not be allowed to happen. Patrick, Andy, and the Chiefs by a million. Pick number four, Lions time. Pussycat kitty fight with the Panthers coming to town. Lions lay one and a half in this one, and I hate myself for this. 
but I'm taking the Lions. No CMC, maybe no Teddy B, but if he does play, he'll be far from 100%. The Lions could get very, very lucky here, personnel-wise. And this one, uh, honestly, I, I just want the Lions to be 500 for Thanksgiving Day. It just wouldn't be Thanksgiving for me if I couldn't get my hopes up just to let the Lions break my heart again before I drown my sorrows in Turkey. Come on, Lions. Win this one. Plus 110 odds on this one for the Lions minus one and a half. Pick number five, Tampa Bay hosts the Rams on Monday Night Football. We got to get hot again here. The Buccaneers are giving four points in this game. Drew Brees is out for a while uh, for the NFC South leading Nolan Saints, and Tom Brady has always been one to strike while the iron is hot. That time is now. Monday night, prime time, bright lights, bright Brady, Tom shines, and the Bucks win big. Too many weapons for Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey to contain. Goff can't keep up. I'll take the Bucks minus four at home, minus 110. Time for the sag within the sag. It's sagception. Time for this date in Cooper Cup history. Let me take another sip here. It's good stuff, boys. The date. Let me take you back to Saturday, November 16th, 2013. My boy, Cooper Cup's opponent that day, once again, was the Cal Poly Mustangs. Same opponent as last week, but different year. His stat line that day was eight receptions for a casual 139 yards and two tutters. In PPR worlds, that's 33.9 points. In half PPR worlds, that's 29.9. Have a day, brother. We need that energy this week. I don't even know if I'm starting them this week, but points be points. That's week 11. Uh, maybe this week we can pull away from that 500 mark in a good way, hopefully. Not in the in the red like we were this past week, but let's see what we can do. I'm feeling good about these picks. I actually had some time since I, uh, I'm on vacation, like I said, so I did a little bit of research. So lock these in, boys. I got Bob Marley and Avicii on my side this week, so I like my chances. Uh, buckle up for Thursday night. Looks like the uh, the Seahawks are driving here. Um, but I hope there's 200 points scored in this game. Uh, so that's all for me this week. So you know how we end this. Fire up, Irish Tigers.